Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Honey boy, place my ashes in a vase beneath your workout bench. Man United are back, Sheffield United are slack. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday 9th of February. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. Oh, Lordy, it's the, it's the football ramble. Vase, vase. Vase. Well, it's an American song, so yeah. I kind of have to go with it, to be honest. That's how yeah. he says it. I like Put you. my ashes in a vase beneath your workout bench. The rest of the song is filthy. What is it? Uh, Juju. Fabulous Muscles. <laughs> it's a song called Fabulous Muscles. It's Speaking all about of which, just, Jim, how are you yes. doing? <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, fabulous muscles? Yeah. Uh, Marcus isn't here. He's uh, been indicted in, in Trump stuff, isn't he? Um, <laughs> he needs to prove his income and he's just not managed to do it. Um, highlights of the weekend, Jim Campbell, uh, Luke Moore. Let's start with let's start with me, actually. Yeah. Newcastle United bringing some goddamn chaotic energy to the Barclays once again. Putting your uh, putting yourself first. It's nice to see people yeah, for the, once. Yeah, you know? and the first shall be second in the King of the Lord, the King yeah. of the Donaldson. The Dan <laughs> Byrne versus um, Clive up battle was a real highlight in this one. Dan Byrne was getting raw. They're bringing ninety minutes. They are bringing the chaos. They They're are bringing a chaos. lot of good energy to uh, to proceedings. Like essentially leaving it late with someone, a player that is really, I mean, most normal people have completely forgotten about. Right, it's yeah. big chaos. Yeah, that's okay. big chaos. Right. He's not only going to pop up; he's going to pop up 
a minute, was it 30 seconds after he comes on, he's going to score. Mm. And you're not even going to remember who he is. A lot of people would have been hard-pressed to remember which team he actually played for. Yeah. Of yeah. the two of them. Well, I, told no. you, I told you about the time he absolutely mugged me off, Matt Ritchie. I'm talking about Matt Ritchie. Um, <laughs> he completely mugged me off on live national radio. I don't think... Because he's I from my hometown. Yes. He's from Gosport. Right. Yeah. And um, I was excited to interview him on the radio because he's a Premier League player. Talk about the shops in your town. Well, I asked like him what his local right, pub yeah. was. Yeah. I thought it was a great little icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First question. Mm. What, what local pub do you go I'm to? I'm a professional footballer. I, do, I, don't, I don't really go to the pub. Don't really go Just to the pub. Just make one up then. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you're an everyman for crying out loud. Matt Ridge doesn't care though. Coaching horses, the Glencoe, the Artillery Arms, <laughs> Under the a New Bridge. Inn. There's loads of them around Gosport. You could just say any one of them. Right. Yeah, and he didn't. Okay. He mugged me off. So I am... Tiger Tiger or Dan Gunwolf. That's in Portsmouth. It's not a pub. Right. Yeah. Okay. Says a lot about you, though. <laughs> That's my pre-game. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Uh, do, do you know what um, uh, do you know what Paddy Clivert's dad is called? It's, um, no, well, as in Justin Clivert's granddad? Yes. No. Neville. Kenneth Clivert. <laughs> Kenneth Cliver. That's great. K squared. K squared. I'm very happy with that. Kenneth Cliver. Kenneth Cliver. So it's Kenneth, Patrick, and Justin. Very Anglophilic names. It's the most Anglophilic names since Alan Valderrama. Stop. Why have we never talked about this before? Luke, you what was your highlight of the weekend, please? My highlight of the weekend was probably, I'm going to have to, I can't let it go unsaid, can I? You never have in your entire history. I never have, and I never will. It was basically. Phil Neville mm. in what can I, I it's, it's a quote from 1998 it did the rounds on social media yeah it must be from I'm going to say maybe 442 or you can tell I think, it's, I think it's like might be 90 minutes because I remember that font the font so Phil Neville in 90 minutes um talking about um women I guess this is back in the day that when, when footballers talked about women in the public car they were they were fancied yeah. mm. And Phil was obviously asked this question in 1998 and he said, Liz Hurley would be my number one for sure. She's nice. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funniest bit for me. She's nice. She's, She's nice. nice. Yeah. I'll take her to Pizza Express. No posh restaurants. Keep it simple. We go for a pizza, then home to watch Grease or something. What year was that? Because like, was that kind of He's like... basically just watched Austin Powers. Right, yeah. not bedazzled. No, because, like that, right? because it was 1998 okay. and Liz Hurley was in Austin Powers towards the end of 97. So I mm. think it was probably Austin Powers. Mm. Phil's just got an eyeful of that. And the thing about the Neville brothers is they're famously not interested in anything other than football, right? Yes. Mm. So he's probably taken ages to think that up and he's gone, what's the last film I watched? Oh yeah, she was nice. That'd be fine. Yeah, it's no nonsense and also like no fun. No, no enjoyment. No, 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 no nothing. And, and, and so this, this magazine page has got a number of different quotes from football players and the way the image is cropped mm. to the right of the Phil Neville quote is an Ian Holloway quote. And I can't right. see what it is other than the word brothel and pocket. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it actually says brothel grand in pocket. Yeah, so I'd love I'm to know. I'm imagining uh, yeah. a 20 pound uh, note on a string that leads into his pocket. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, like top cap. On the way on the street, he um, he's glued a pound coin to the pavement. Yes. And watching people try and pick it up. Beautiful. The mind boggles. It's probably something horrific. Mm. I told you once that I was offered a uh, job to do a caravanning and uh, metal detecting show with Ian Holloway which I said yes to of course and it never got off the ground gutting so that's another reason I'm upset about Mm. that yeah they they made um, six feet under instead they did (laughs) very popular TV show Um, Jim 
Um, so my highlight of the weekend um, relates to the, the very game that we're going to talk about next, which is the Luton Man United game. Now, I can only assume I missed the first instance of the pair of them appearing on screen, mm. but um, Sky Sports cut to Mick Harford sat next to Harry Styles, yeah. and Peter Drury did not mention Harry Styles yeah. and just, just <laughs> yes. started singing the praises of Mick Harford. And I Never just found that really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, treat them the respect they don't deserve, I would say. No, Indeed. Mick Harford's Mick a legend. Mick Harford is, is Luton, more right? relevant in the situation. Situation. Peter Drury is a professional. Is. Yeah, didn't one of One Direction play for Crew briefly? Possibly. Doncaster, yeah, one of them was Doncaster, quite a good player, right? wasn't okay, it? If yeah. I remember right. And, and they got absolutely totaled by Gabby Ekbalmore in a charity game, didn't they? Did they? Right. I think I can't remember which one it was now. Yeah. But there's also a bit there where. Mick Harford hands Harry Styles a tree ball mint. Yes, mm. an extra strong mint. Extra strong mint, yeah. And um, I, people don't know this, but actually just off camera is Sammy Lee's unwrapping them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, what, um, what was the rhyme back in school? Tree ball mints are a minty bit stronger, shove them up your bum and they last a bit longer. Yes, yeah. So maybe Mick Harford... Sammy Lee is on hand as some sort of horrific <laughs> on pez bum. dispenser. <laughs> I'm not sure I was expecting when I saw Luton 1, Man United 2. No. Um, Harry Styles to be eating tree work strong mints from um, Sammy Lee's bumhole. Well, <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes in the round. I mean, they were waving it around like it was a bloody Rolex. They were proper pleased that oh, they existed. To yeah. And yeah. how pleased were the student that Harry Styles was there? Yeah. Like they oh, yeah. were proper star- like properly starstruck. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, they showed I mean, it on the show. Like they, the, but the point is, if Harry Styles turns up and he visits, and you're happy to see him, that's fine. We've yeah. got, got people we like, and he's a very talented young man, and good on him, right? I don't think it needs to make up part of the football broadcast, is what I'm saying. Uh, well, let's move on to the match. Uh, big teams have struggled at Kenilworth Road. This might be better than the scoreline would suggest. Luton won, Manchester United at two. Rasmus Hoyland uh, scoring with his chest from some distance, Jim, as well. It wasn't like it was like a, a, a tap-in or anything. Yeah, it was really quite impressive, wasn't it? And yeah. I, I'm still you know, unsure about whether he completely meant it. Um, it's got to be I the mean... furthest out someone's ever scored a chest. Mm. Yeah. I challenge anyone mm. listening to this to find us a chest guy from yeah. further out than that yeah and to say he didn't, maybe didn't mean it I mean it's, it's uh, the it, best chest it's, it's an ex- instinctive finish um, one way or the other and it's really really impressive to have this foresight of mind or to have the sort of the muscle memory to just go goals there bang bang I'll like, yeah. score it with my boob if I have to mm. like it shows you the confidence he's in and the form he's in at the moment that, he, it, that it even crosses his mind do you know mm. what I smell I smell a Erling Haaland Rasmus Hoyland body swap comedy yeah. oh do you reckon <laughs> because Haaland missed so yeah, many yeah, chances yeah. With the <laughs> like, and, and Hoyland cannot stop scoring at the moment mm. he scored but like about 35 seconds yeah. it was like it was like one of those goals where Luton in this case you know, the opposite team were a bit like oh have we started have we started yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Can, we, can, we, can we start again can we start again, again? Can we go again? It, it I was, wasn't ready it was remarkable mm. I mean it was obviously a complete gift um, but it was a remarkable start for me. It, it was a gift that was wrapped in a quite annoying way, though. You know, he yeah. still had a bit to do. <laughs> yeah, with a lot of people watching him. Yeah, it was a gift that ended up being a treasure hunt around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, One of those ones where like they've wrapped it in such a confounding way that yeah. you, you that's the parcel wrapping. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Five, five or six different levels. But um, I mean, Jim, Jim, you showed your um, pleasure or displeasure rather for goals scored with unconventional body parts. No, it was on the show. Very, was, much, was it very much ple- pleasure. Very much pleasure. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. How would you rank him? Erling Haaland scoring with the perineum is obviously. Is yeah. up there because it's just a, a physical marvel that anyone can do that even yeah. even in an improvised circumstances this is up there though yeah. Ronaldinho used to do sort of power move passes with his chest yeah, yeah, if you yeah. remember that and that's a very impressive thing when is a player um, going to this... score with his soul <laughs> it'll be Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I remember a friend of mine who was quite good at football and we used to go down to the old um, 
little we used to do little beach um, holidays down in Devon. Mm. We used to play a lot of beach football and stuff when we were younger. And he was amazing at doing keepy up, but just with his back. Oh wow! Right. So he would like bend over. What? Just like, place the ball on his back and no, go. No, there you go. They no, boot it up in the air to start with, so go really high. Right. It go miles in the air. Come down. He bang it up again with his back. And oh, he could do that 10, 11, right. 12 times just with his back. Right. And I'd, I'd like to see a professional That's footballer disgusting. do that. Yeah. yeah. I think that feels like something I've seen Diego Maradona do. Yeah, yes. probably a bit of an outlier. I imagine he could probably have done it. Yeah. yeah. So with the thing with the, the Hoyland finish that makes it so much, so satisfying, the, the chested one, is actually it, it looks like a shrug. Sort yeah. Of like, yeah. Uh, what are you worried it's about? Nonchalant. Yeah. Mm. It's a little bit like Douglas Louis sh- sh- shaking his boobs at the away fans when he scored. <laughs> but it's well, a goal. Well, he became the um, youngest ever Premier League player to score in six consecutive games. He scored seven goals in those games. People on the uh, Football Rumble WhatsApp were uh, questioning why Joe Willock was very high on that list. Does not does nobody remember Willock um, rescuing yeah. Steve Bruce's Presumably he's on the list because he literally scored those goals. He scored the goals, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't a yeah. list of players who someone thinks are good. Yeah. It was it was statistically based. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And he fantastic wouldn't get on that list. <laughs> run of goals that yeah. got us probably 10 million more than we otherwise would have. Yeah, yeah from really Arsenal, exactly, yeah. yeah. But Man United are currently unbeaten in 2024. Is this a false dawn, Luke? Well, it's interesting, it's, isn't it? Because they, they ma- sometimes do this, don't they? They make Annoyingly. everything look really chaotic. Yeah. They and even did that in this game. Two goals up, just like absolutely piled in in terms of control. Yeah, so, so it was. It, I've never seen a team make a win away from home look so like unplanned. Mm. And so they ended up with less of the ball overall than Luton. They had fewer shots than them. Um Every other measure, other than the goals, you'd say Luton were pretty good value. Mm. There, there was every. It was one of those ones where I was looking after my son at the same time, so I was like looking up, seeing what he's doing, looking up at the game again. Every time I sort of looked up at the screen, it seemed like Luton were like bombing forward yeah. or some yeah. kind of really promising counter attack. They were doing their very best to distract you from being yeah. a good father. And then, yeah, they <laughs> he's were. He's on fire now. They were. Which That's is, half if, the point if, of the if sport, you, isn't if it? You, if you don't mind me saying, he's very on brand for Luton. Um, uh, and. Uh, Tommy Robinson and Andrew Tate. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you mustn't forget. You mustn't just. You mustn't just rely. You might on be f- good dads, but terrible men. You never know. You mustn't. There's always a yin and a yang. I also found that, like in my mind, looking back at this game, every single time Luton had one of those promising attacks, Casemiro fouled someone. Yeah. Yet somehow managed to stay on the <laughs> it was pitch. Lucky. Really, really and, lucky. And, and, I, and I think that. Um, a lot of praise for Kobe Mainu, and, and rightly so, I think. I, I think I think it's been a bit over the top, actually, given how, as Jim already mentioned, which I agree with, that you know they weren't Man United in midfield weren't really in control of the game. But Mainu, for a young lad, is playing really, really well, and he's playing even better given the fact that you know he's playing alongside a guy who looks like just simply looks to have wrapped his hand in. Like he has, he has mm. like Casemiro positionally, decision making, all the stuff that you associate with him when he came in when they needed someone with that kind of experience just all over the place. I mean, if you're getting your pants pulled down in midfield alongside one of the most promising young midfield players in the Premier League up against, you know, Ross Barkley and um, um, Albert Lekonga, who was bombed, was he bombed out of Arsenal? He's, he's on loan, yeah. He's on loan, he sorry. Okay, fine. Time, so maybe he's a promising he's, player as well. They both had really they good They both look great. They both look yeah. great. And maybe, does that, but does that tell you more about the other side, yeah, of the yeah. I, I think it's interesting because Casemiro has been really good in this, this winning run up until this point. So maybe it's just... One of the, you know, age catches up with people in lots of different ways, and perhaps he's it's, it's a consistency though. issue with him. Yeah, he's played a lot of football though, hasn't he? At a really, but really watching, high level. But what you mean? He is embarrassing a lot of the Man United um, uh, older players because he just seems so assured yeah. and relaxed. In terms of like body swap comedies, has, has anyone checked like to see if Luka Modric is playing like Ross Barkley at the moment? Yeah, I know. <laughs> because 
It, the, the, he is absolutely magnificent. He was incredible yesterday. It feels it feels tragic that he wasn't on the winning side because he, well, yeah. he absolutely ran the show in well, that deeper he could, role. He could find himself in like proper like um, if he keeps going like Luton law Luton if they stay up legend, yeah. if they yeah, stay up like he could be yeah. like Mr Luton and he he wouldn't have foresaw oh, that what a nickname <laughs> yeah. he could have been the good Luton man yeah what, the, the one own... good Luton man <laughs> the sheriff yeah, yeah. yeah. the sheriff so yeah. they're, they're going to leave Kenilworth Road at some point in the next couple of years I think whatever happens to them whether they, they go down or whether they stay up the Barclays could do a lot worse than buying Kenilworth Road mm. and maybe if a team's been a bit naughty for whatever reason they then have to play games perhaps at, at Kenilworth, Kenilworth Road, Road. Right. just with away fans. Just you, like, you mean, find a use for it, keep it. You it's mean brilliant. the Barclays in the Premier League, not the Barclays I do, family? I, do, I mean the Barclays as in the Premier League, yes. That, <laughs> I, I do understand how that may have been confusing now. <laughs> because Ross Barkley's probably hoovered up enough money in his career that he and his family could yes. buy Kenilworth Road if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's such a brilliant, brilliant kind of venue. Like Very sweary. Oh, oh so sweary. incredibly sweary. It's such an incredible sort of education into British swearing for the, <laughs> for the international audience. I, I started doing a list of all the swear words I heard and then I realised I was watching it with my son so I had to turn it down. Uh, and it, because it, and also you just run out. You just run yeah, out of time because yeah. every single time there was a corner you just, there'd be a lull in the commentary. Wanker! Yeah. <laughs> he's taking the piss out of you ref that yeah. was one of them as well Yeah, I love where the cameras are you feel like it almost feels like you're in the, the game like yeah, that, those, that footage that went around in the summer of players wearing the cameras on their bodies it's like mm. it's the closest we've got to that without actually having that and, and, and uh, w- one thing I would say about Luton is that they've played really well in parts over the last handful of games really since the kind of, maybe since the turn of the year and with the exception of that mind-blowing win against Brighton they haven't really turned it into any kind of re- decent amounts mm. of points. And um, there's been a couple of draws in there. They've been on the end of a, of a, of a couple of end-to-end ones. And they really do need to um, need to kind of start turning it into serious points because they are doing well, but they can't be at the behest of whether Everton's points deduction is yeah, upheld or not. Because yeah. so that would be sickening, like absolutely it's sickening. Completely. Uh, Pal- and Palace probably won't get pulled in because they generally rescue their form at the end of uh, every season. So you, Well, it depends yeah, on how Roy well, gets on, depends yeah, if they bring a new manager yeah, in and if he can have an yeah. effect. But uh, generally speaking, you're absolutely right, Peter. But I think uh, I think there's something kind of a little bit... And what you don't want to be doing at this stage, stage of the season is you don't want to be unlucky. And there's an element with Luton, Palace and Forest mm. that they're all being a little bit unlucky, yeah. a little bit kind of on the end of one. And that's not what you want to be going into. Because realistically, I totally, I, I believe that Brentford will get out of it. Mm. And I believe Bournemouth will do enough. And then, re- so really you're looking at um, three from six of those bottom six teams. Um, and obviously it's probably two from five because Sheffield United look absolutely dead and buried uh, f- you know, philosophically. And existentially, yeah. Um, and then, but then Burnley have been every bit as bad on paper. So yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with Ian Wright uh, that uh, Luke that uh, he, that Colley-Murnu should be uh, entering the next England squad? You got no. Don't even. I, I don't even answer. You got to tell us who you got to get out. Oh you yeah. Got to take out the squad. Uh, it uh, is legally impossible to say you like an English player. Yeah. Without saying who you're going to remove so from the squad. I would put him in. Mm. To start, and yeah. I'd remove entirely from the squad Jude Bellingham. <laughs> no, yeah. I, th- I think. How'd you let me know? I think. Um, I think it's perhaps a bit early, mm. but I think Southgate has got a um, a kind of history of bringing him in for experience, showing him the camp, giving him a little run mm. out, perhaps. Mm. So I think he might make the next squad, also because he plays for Manchester United as well, and that that has a cachet 
Yeah, fuck knows why, but it does. <laughs> and um, so I think he, I think he might, he might find himself in there. Mm. But I don't see it as being anywhere near. It's just a bit early for him to be to be involved in the summer at the moment. I don't know how Jim feels about it, but that's how I feel. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he. I'm not sure if he'd have the option to have a slightly bigger squad. Um, just for that exact reason, but I know Southgate likes to do that when he's got the chance, doesn't he, to take yeah. a bigger, mm. bigger squad. But for a tournament, it's coming down to 23 again now. Yeah, well, quite. So, yeah, um, it's. I think he's more likely to try Trent Alexander-Arnold or Conor Gallagher in that role um, that Maynard would fit into, just purely based on experience. I'd, I'd like to see him get the call up, and it would be um, Mason Mounts, otherwise... Um, golden position that mm. I would put him in I know Mount's injured so therefore wouldn't be called up anyway but um, and can, I, forgot, can I have forgot, that on a technicality yeah, on you your can have that on a he's forgotten how to play as well he's forgotten how to play well uh, Man United are five points off the top four which is remarkable really yeah. it's incredible. I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible in a couple of weeks time they could find themselves yeah. right in that conversation well um, I very much without winning control at any game at any point I very much enjoyed the obviously I'm trying I'm always trying to bring Newcastle into the conversation but um the um, Dan Ashworth uh, transfer oh, from yeah. Newcastle to yeah. Is it a transfer? Well, it seems to be because they're, paying, be, they're paying a lot of money for Why him. don't we call it a transfer when it's not a player? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, we a don't transfer know. of... Because I guess you're not registered as a human. Because <laughs> 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 like, you're registered as a player, aren't you? Are you yeah, registered yeah. as like a... Staff an employee. Yeah, staff yeah. member employee. I don't I, know how I it's going to work. if the transfer goes through, they do a picture where he's just holding up a, a, a blazer a and a shirt, <laughs> the, the exact one that he's wearing. A Hold up a laptop. Well, speaking of laptops, he's been locked out of all of his data. Wow. All of the computer systems in Newcastle, uh, because um, basically the, the, it's weird because Newcastle agreed a four million pound compensation figure to end Brighton and North Albion's gardening leave around the man. Yeah, he's been everywhere: West Brom, he's, England, but he's, but he's Brighton, just, but he's just constant, and, he, and he's going to have to sit out another spell of gardening leave. He was put on gardening. He's going to be. Better than Titchmarsh. He's going to be absolutely brilliant. At Love your this, weekend right? with uh, Dan Ashworth. It's exactly. the Cedric role, but as an executive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, it is interesting because, like, obviously, he had access to all of Newcastle's plans, and then he suddenly jumps to what is probably like their, one of their more direct rivals, uh, if not financially, but mm. certainly in the league. It's a, it's an interesting. I, I, I find that is that is kind of annoying if you're the club that is leaving because mm. clearly he. He has all this data, all this stuff that he work. He knows the intricate workings of a rival club now. Um, he's been around. That's what you're paying for, though, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, Part I suppose so. But I mean, it, I can totally understand why they want to kind of exercise their right to um, to kind of get him on garden leave for a while and yeah. make sure. Um, and I think it will make certainly make Ten Hag's job a lot easier if he's still there at the time. Newcastle want 15 million for him. There was talk. <laughs> Which is great. Was it, was it, was it? Same as Alan Shearer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Martin Samuel was in the. Martin Samuels was in Samuels? the um, in the newspapers over the weekend mm. I, might, I mean this could be a parody because it's really difficult to tell these days yeah. um, someone deep um, faking Martin someone, Samuels someone said that it was like they should ask 60 million for him because that's yeah. how important he'd be I mean maybe Newcastle maybe. Right. I mean, they play, did we get I mean, the fair play money for that <laughs> 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 that's how it works, how it works. Uh, anyway uh, let's move on to the next match on our list Sheffield United nil Brighton 5 I mean <laughs> certain players in the side uh, thinking that Mason Holgate shouldn't have been sent off. He didn't even go for the standing leg. He went for the leg behind the standing Incredible. leg. He just went for everything. I mean, it's Ahmed Odzic who was the captain of the Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah. Is he the guy that you said that his Twitter is, a, absolutely, is a spicy meatball? Yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. So he's obviously stuff, got yeah. some pretty fringe opinions yeah. anyway. He pays for Twitter. 
Right, so right, okay, that's, a, yeah, that's all right. But I mean, he's probably he can he's afford on, it. He's on footballers' wages, aren't yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Like it's... I think they should pay <laughs> nurses footballers' wages. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they should as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he—he's all I'm saying is he's obviously got a track record of having some pretty strange opinions. Mm. And um, it was amazing to watch him afterwards uh, give give the because it's very rare that a player will give an opinion about again. These post-match interviews are very normally very inane and very kind of sanitised. And they just want to get it over with. And sometimes when there's a really high stakes game where you've been on the end of one and they're a particularly volatile character and the adrenaline's high, they'll come out of like an outburst, like a Charlie Austin type thing. It's mm. a joke, right? But generally they're pretty boring. It's very very rare for a player to say something to state an opinion after a game where the interviewer goes. Really? Yeah. Like, sorry, what? Mm. It was the probably the worst tackle I've seen in in the in the memory I currently. Possess. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like South the America in the nineties kind of tackle. It was like it was. But that's contextual. Mm. It it's, was silly. It was so, a silly. Sometimes a scene in a movie can be really shocking because it's not a horror movie. It was a bit of a throwback, wasn't it? It was like it was a, a bit of a it was like a horror movie scene in a rom com. Right, right. That's okay. what it was like. So where the fuck has that come from? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like the bit with the cartoon shoe in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's, it's all fun and nice, the and then like fucking hell, <laughs> the cartoon's been lowered into acid and it's dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> or I'm eight. <laughs> it was like when the horse dies in Neverending Story. Sure, yes. yes. It's so, like yeah. what? <laughs> this kid's a great <laughs> kid. Of that. He loves his horse. This kid's what, a great happened? kid and he loves what? his horse. Why are you talking like you're in a post match about what's, the never ending story? What's happened to our tax? <laughs> it's a joke. For <laughs> me, that joke. horse has done nothing wrong. No. Um, and so, and so um, Mason Hallgate's face was amazing because he was literally like, what are you, what are you sending me off? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a mad, mad tackle. To, like, to, I was, to <laughs> kick someone on the thigh with a slide tackle. <laughs> it, and, and the referee, I'm going to give the referee the benefit of the doubt and right. say that he, he must have, it was Stuart Atwell. He must have been unsighted. He must have been. A, he must have been at a mm. weird angle. I tried to look back, but I couldn't see what angle. When it's that, when it's that wild, though, you don't see him very often. So you're like, well, well, it, that can't have happened. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's I, mad. I, but I'm annoyed for Stuart Atwell mm. because he's 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 had to rely on VAR there. Yeah, and what he could have done. As soon as you see something that's such a dictionary definition red, you can have a bit of fun with it. Mm. Jog over there, nice and yeah. nonchalant. <laughs> Off you go, maybe a point. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you could do a load of different stuff bit, with yeah. that. And he's missed his opportunity mm. there. No one in their right mind, apart from Amazonic, is going to. Um, so no one in their right yeah. mind. He's going to complain. Yeah, that you've sent him off. Completely agree. I, don't, I didn't see what Chris Wilder said. Probably something about a sandwich, but <laughs> yeah. there, there was no. It was a leg sandwich. Uh, yeah, that's what he got. He got a leg, big got stud a big sandwich. Leg sandwich, yeah. Big stud well, sandwich. Not since like Barnsley in the late nineties have a team conceded so many so early. Um, I mean, Sheffield United look absolutely atrocious. About as bad as it gets, I think. For a, it is for as a, bad as it gets. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do you think part of the problem is that when they lose, Chris Wilder drinks six pints? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. God knows how many pints he had last night. Probably. Probably got a sore head this morning, I'd uh, well, imagine, based on that. Just, well, just generally. <laughs> he, he looks like a man who's always got a yeah, really sore he's head. He's grimacing. He's shaking off yeah. a headache, isn't he? <laughs> always. He yeah. always looks like a man who's desperately looking for aspirin. Probably yeah. got mints on him, though. Probably, probably, oh. probably, got, probably got mints. Um, well, Do you reckon you look at that man, you look at Chris Wall and you go, that is a man with a pocket full of Rennies and aspirin? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. Well, it's like it, it, some sort of Neil Gaiman show where there was like the character was a human representation of a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Welbeck's goal, I think, was kind of the entire match in microcosm. Nobody interested in taking him to task. Yeah. Just him having a free hit. 
and it, and it, like you would expect Sheffield United to look like they have to work well, a little bit harder, but they were just listless. It was amazing. Listless. It was amazing because there's it's one of the only examples I've seen of a Premier League team who actually wrapped their hand in twice. Mm. On two separate occasions in the same game, they totally wrapped their hand in after Holgate was sent off. Yeah, right. They didn't deal with that very well. Considered a couple of goals in about ten minutes. Then it kind of was okay for a while, and they started to look like after half time they might try and push and ask a question. And if they can get a goal, they're at home. The crowd get up. Who knows? Mm. And then they just gave up on that entirely yeah. again. And and the reason it was a real double whammy for Sheffield United fans. It's not only because they look so bad, and I totally agree with you, Pete, they look terrible. It's that it probably would have got home just in time to see Luton give a real big fist of it. Yeah. And even though they got on the end of a, of a defeat, Luton, mm. if you're a Sheffield United fan, you're going, why can't we be like that? Yeah. Mm. It's not stopping us trying hard. Probably the worst thing about it is that it comes off the back of that win over Luton, right? You feel Which came from you're building a little bit of a head of steam, get a little yeah. bit of momentum, at least playing with a bit of purpose. But then, obviously, the, the red card completely changes the game. Are, are we but starting to, in to get new... battered like that? And with the own goal was heartbreaking to see but it, I think just really sums up the, the feeling around the club yeah. Yeah. I mean you sort of think that this we're not yet entering a new era of clubs that go down and because obviously the parachute payments and stuff have been so helpful to clubs so many have always clubs gone and down, stuff though. clubs have always gone down <laughs> but clubs recently have gone down and gone come back up because they've got the money and they've retained their squad because they've looked so unfanciable uh, at the root of the, ter- at the foot of the table but like in this situation you sort of think like they're I just don't. I just think that the the, the stuffing's been knocked out of them. Supporters, yeah. the team, are they go, are they going to find themselves in the top five? It's a it's a really. Do you know what, Pete? Uh, being um in a position where I've you know supporters team, you've been in the Premier League for for a club of that size. Mm. Portsmouth Sheffield United, roughly similar size club, right? Um, it's actually it gets to the point sometimes where it's far worse than you think. Yeah. Because it's just fucking boring. Mm. Yeah. You're worried every single game about whether you're going to get anything out of it. Mm. You're worried about getting a, being a laughing stuff and getting battered. And actually, I, I reckon a lot of Portsmouth fans, I can't speak on behalf of Sheffield United fans, but Portsmouth fans, you know, at the moment, Pompey are top of League One, they're flying, mm. right? I promise you now, objectively speaking, Pompey mm. fans are having a better time. Yep. It's yeah. nice to have the glamour of being able to flick on match of the day and, yeah. and people knowing about your club and all that. And it's important for those kind of non-football reasons. But in terms of purely supporting your team, I don't personally think the Premier League's a be on end or unless no. you're... I mean, obviously, if you're Manchester United, you can't be in League One because that's not your level. But I love Newcastle in the Championship. Well, yeah. Sam's <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you are someone who genuinely likes to suck the joy out of everything. You're, no, you're, the, no, you're no, the most no, nihilistic I, person I know. No, no, I think it's more active than that. So like S and M kind of. I want okay, to yeah. you want not, to hate not like I don't want the absence of. It's not pain. I want pain. It's nihilistic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's nihilistic. So and Newcastle are too big to be in the in the second tier though. That's that's actually mm. a bit more tragic than mm. Portsmouth or Sheffield United being. Sheffield United have got so much history, haven't they? Yeah. But the thing about them is that you know you talked about Newcastle being great entertainers this season. You Luton the game. We I mean we actually had a conversation on WhatsApp yesterday saying we need to put Luton at the top of the round order because it was such a good game. We want to talk about it. You know, there's ways of going about yeah. it like getting your player sent off for an, just an, a completely mind-bendingly bad decision mm. and then limping to a defeat you were probably going to limp to anyway and showing no real kind of gumption and the stadium being full of people who are, are pissed off and half of them leave and you just embarrass yourselves on telly it doesn't have to be like that there's mm. no there's no problem being relegated if you're Sheffield United fine but they've changed their manager for a reason it's arguably got worse mm. yeah in a season where at least one team has had a points deduction. Another looks like it's possible that that could happen. You would think it is 
really a golden opportunity for a promoted team to stay in the Premier League and they just look nowhere near it. They, they might concede 100 goals. But yeah, I, I think they, they are... five goals in their last three yeah, home games. 65 now. It's it's very possible, isn't yeah. it? Um, you just think it's the classic thing of them coming up too early. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a cliche, but the, the, there was a lot of fear about this season. So like, about Luton. Same with Luton, there. though. Yeah, fair. True. If Luton stay Luton up, I shouldn't think... shouldn't have been there, really. It'll be like, a remarkable achievement if Luton stay up. Yeah. Well, um... It was quite nice to see uh, Simon Dingra scoring a brace in his first mm. match after winning AFCON. I love those kind of like victory tours. I liked it when he's full of confidence. <laughs> I, I like I like when players come back from tor- uh, tournaments and they and they they you know they perform really really well in their first game back. It's fun. Anyway, right, this is the football rumble. We will be back in the second half with Chelsea doing bits and Germany dealing with shits. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Calvin Phillips in. He's made what two mistakes now about sending off. Cool. All this Yorkshire Perlo bollocks. He's a Yorkshire pudding, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Yorkshire pudding, mate. Yeah. 
good stuff, isn't it? Uh, thank you to a friend of the Ramble. Who have we got here? Johnny, uh, for choosing that clip. You can become a friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble as well as getting every single episode of the football ramble on the continent and up from completely advertorial free. You'll also have access to the football ramble disco where you can chat with fellow ramblers. Luke's always on there. Yeah, you'll, look, usually, look. you'll usually get a, a welcome message once you join. Always. If you Luke. join, you get yeah. a welcome message. He's like from the mayor. He's like Tom Nook on, uh, <laughs> yeah, on, on that game. Stardew Valley? No. no it's, uh, uh, it's Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm not sure if a welcome message from me is going to incentivize people to join. No, but point. I got really deep into a conversation uh, yesterday on there about um, uh, footballing hair transplants. Right. Which is enjoyable. So it's that kind of stuff, really. Any any highlights? Conte? Conte is my favorite. Conte is absolutely. There's actually a surprising amount of players you've had it. Um, Andros Townsend I reckon I reckon there's probably if you went onto that conversation on the Discord and the, on the Patreon there's, you're going to find even as football fans you're going to find five players there that you didn't even know Adam mm. it's good yeah, stuff, and, and the it, only yeah. proof is obviously you see an older photo of them because you, because they I think when players lose their hair like they're losing their hair in their 20s which is quite an extreme time to lose your hair sometimes I think mm-hmm. so good well, on. Um, Fab Ravinelli was grey at 18, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. yeah. Wow. And Gabriel Magalhaes has had a uh, hair transplant. He's there 26. Go. There you go. Mm. If, you, if you've got the money, spend exactly. it. Maybe. If you got the money. <laughs> I'd love to see a footballer go really full on like fillers, Botox, hair yeah. transplant. Yes. All that kind of stuff. Korean cheekbone the bu- operation. The bum implant, <laughs> the, the shin lengthening. Well, they talk about the bum being really important. Shin lengthening. Shin yeah. lengthening. Yeah. 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 Come, set back, pieces. come back. <laughs> Come back, <laughs> your shin's really, really long. I think there's a guy on TikTok who's doing shin, shin length. It's big in the yeah, Far East. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It turned out he was like already about 6'1". It's good like, stuff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, Just get a, get a little step if you can't reach things in your house. I can't think of any other reason you'd need that. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a there's a um, wrestler great Carly like he's seven foot whatever. I've got him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah he's, he's well worth a follow off if you like tall men who live in small worlds. He loves playing cricket. Is he right? Yeah, okay. he's, always, he's, always, he, he's got a swing on him. He, no, he's always holding the cricket bat in one hand. He's, he's Indian, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. always holding the cricket bat in one hand. Killed a man he, in the ring. Did he really? He did. He used to be a policeman, I believe. Bloody hell. Are they he, related? He was, uh, the poli- <laughs> I presume he's a very good policeman, very bad wrestler. <laughs> He's hoping it's not the other way around. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Right, uh, Manchester City won, Chelsea won. Uh, Erling Haaland, not a happy uh, camper in in this match. Uh, We do forget that he's been injured for a long time, though, Jim. He did have a lot of chances, uh, mainly from the head. Yeah, Mm. the last game... Against Everton went a little bit like this, didn't it? People think, oh, has he, has he you know, not got back up to speed yet? Has he kind of not found his range again? And he scored two goals because, of course, oh. he does because he's, he's so consistent like that. But I mean, even the best players in the world, which he's very much one of, they have these days, don't they? But what's so rare about it is that it actually costs City. They've normally yes. got so much elsewhere that they manage right. to, to make up for it if he if he doesn't score. And it but, seemed to be all about Chelsea defending as well. Chelsea just put put a couple of men on him and just really looked after him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had. He had um... The thing is, though, Pete, did they really look after him? Or well, yeah, I mean, he 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 had what nine shots? Was Put it? him off, though, didn't shots. he? Didn't score any though. What is it like? A, kind of, you feel like it's like an existential kind yeah, of marking. Yeah, he's oh, someone here again. Oh, it's, it, they, they marked Chelsea him. players. Ah, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> they marked him existentially, and, and instead mm, of yeah. like actually being touch tight to him, they just put things <laughs> in his mind like, "What if you're not that good though?" Yeah. <laughs> or oh, no, you fact, secretly Rasmus Hoyland. Your dad I'm hearing rumours. Your dad doesn't seem to respect you. Like proper like existential mm. stuff on him, but um, oh, did you shut the front door? Did you lock it? <laughs> you sure? Left the left the oven on. Um, I, I feel like um, I want to give Chelsea a bit of credit about how for how they played on the counter to start with because it was just quite effective how they did it. Mm. Uh, but that tailed off 
quite quickly, particularly in the last portion of the game, it seemed a bit like a training exercise for Manchester City. And fine, they didn't score. If you play that game in that way again 10 more times, City are going to win every single one of them. Mm. And I, I wonder if that's just a little bit embarrassing for Chelsea fans. Because if you look at Chelsea's recent history... Their their spending as well. I mean, it's worth... probably broadly in line with what Manchester City do. It's surely. not though. Isn't if you that? look it up right. over the last five years, Chelsea have been the biggest spenders, and they spent almost double what Man City have spent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big, big portion of money. And is I know it's maybe new in the project, and Pochettino and some of the players are still settling in. But I just think, in terms of what you know, the, the reputation of Chelsea in terms of their recent past. Is it a great thing for them to be languishing in mid-table and the centre-backs to be celebrating clearances? You know, and and, and a Man City missing so many chances mm. that you eventually yeah. scrape a draw. I thought they started the game off well. If they if they had played the whole game like that, mm. you go okay. That's how you go about getting a result maybe against Manchester City in that way. Uh, but they didn't do that probably because it's so exhausting not having the ball for so much time mm. that you can't keep it up. Um, presumably, mm. that that's really how I would have how I would frame it because I mean you know they had. But under thirty percent of the ball, Chelsea, and I just wonder if maybe there's a balance to be struck where that's the only way you can really go about getting a result against Man City away. But at the same time, it's not like they're Sheffield United. Yeah, you know, they're, they're Chelsea. I think Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, I think part of it in, in terms of comparing them to City though is that they're at such different stages of their respective projects. Where City is so streamlined now, the, 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 those players they're amazing. Have yeah, been there for a long time, and they're very good at identifying players that can slot in really well and adapt quickly. Whereas Ch- Chelsea, essentially, you know have a whole new team and it's going to take a long, long time to bed in. I I, I think you almost have to disregard the money um, just because they've overpaid so much for players. They overpaid to guarantee they would get them because uh, Todd Bowley was for some reason happy to do that. That's Man City's defence as well. Disregard the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows why? Don't say the word overpaid though. <laughs> yeah. um, did you see, and, and part of the thing about Manchester City is it, maybe it was a good thing for them longer term to, to not win because... There was that video, wasn't there, of the um, the city bus turning up and the fans just not just being, no bothered. being that bothered by it. Yeah, yeah. why do they do that? Have like a man, like a like a man on the mic, an MC, sort of introducing the bus to the yeah to the stadium. Yeah. I understand that like, people like, sort like of monster trucks or something. Well, yeah. yeah, like it, like I mean, I got understand it if it's like the FA Cup final. You know, I saw the Man United, I think, and, and Newcastle team bus arrive at Wembley for the for the League Cup final, and I was excited. But that was an event. I mean, yeah. it's Man City at home against, you, against but, a, a middle-tail Chelsea. But if you were, like, 10 years old, would you not think it was exciting? Yeah. So not enough to sit in the rain, though. But it's we'll make some noise, then, kids. Make some noise, kids, for crying out yeah, loud. I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if we're putting two and two together and getting five there, but it, 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 it's because it's the kind of thing that Manchester City are criticised for. You know, atmosphere, and low just, attendances. And being, used, and being used to just winning all the time. Yeah. You know, they're on for a double treble, which has never been done before. And that kind of video is always going to go around the internet because people are going to go, oh, look how ungrateful they are mm. kind of thing. So maybe, you know, for, from Guardiola's point of view, from the players' point of view, not winning at home in a, in a situation where, you know, Arsenal going great guns, Liverpool going great guns, it's not going to be a procession for them this season. Um yeah, fair enough. They got a game in hand. If they win that, they go a point off the top. But it's very much really, really, a three-horse title race this season, and they need to be better. Mm. Um, it's the first two points they've dropped in ages, but at the same time, it's a nice reminder for them, I suppose. Mm. A lot of love for uh, Axel Wilson, Arthur Dzazzi, uh, McInnes, <laughs> Bellhor. A lot of names that guy. It's a brilliant mm. name, and, and none of them seem like they fit with the other ones. But he was doing the stuff that John Terry, because Jamie Carrow compared him to John yeah. Terry. Mm. He was he was doing the stuff that like I hope not. Well, on uh, the pitch, yeah. he was doing the stuff that um, it's been the father, yeah. that John Terry's known for, and is I mean, that is really a symptom 
of how they were getting battered yeah, around, yeah, like, yeah. rather than like he right, was, okay, it wasn't yeah. like he was like doing a prime Van Dyke marshalling everything and nothing <laughs> no, was getting he was near just him. Putting his head everywhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's <laughs> like a head on a stick, putting basically. his body yeah. on the line. Absolute head right, on a yeah. stick. Harry Maguire stuff. How Harry Maguire got through that Luton Man United game without getting mentioned by us as well. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, crazy. Sorry, but yeah. I've just been just reminding myself of that. But Dizarsi was a very much a head on a stick. Mm. Well, um, did you see uh, Pep Guardiola's uh, reaction to um, Sterling uh, scoring against his former club? Was it was it? almost like a cut of DX chop. Bring about wrestling. Um, crotch chop, like an angry crotch yeah, chop at one furious. point. Absolutely fuming he was. He doesn't. He won't want Sterling, and he won't want Palmer to do anything against no. him, will he? For obvious no. reasons. So it no. kind of makes sense. So Ster- Sterling. Um, I-, I thought Sterling's celebration was quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's obviously had a difficult time of it. He's dropped out of the England contention. You know, mm. Chelsea aren't having a great season. It, it was, it wasn't quite um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. But it was, it was quite a passionate celebration. I thought, yeah, in, in um, a kind of quietly intense way. Mm. Uh, Rodri celebration. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, he's swearing at people. <laughs> he's swearing at his own fans. He was swearing at all the fans. He swore on the post-match. He's a sweary man. He's sweary a man. sweary man, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He seems to almost exclusively score important goals, Rodri. Mm. Nice He's incredible at, at popping mm. up with that. Anyway, um, uh, this result uh, means that City lost ground in the title race, obviously, as you said, uh, as Liverpool and Arsenal both won on Saturday. And speaking of title races, there were some absolutely huge games at the top of the Women's Super League this weekend. Man City uh, beat Chelsea to go level on points on Friday night. Then Arsenal thrashed Man United in front of a record WSL crowd at the Emirates on Saturday. Chloe and Rachel will be talking about all of that tomorrow morning in this very studio. Uh, so go and search Upfront. That's Upfront, one word, uh, in your podcast app and hit subscribe. Um, Nottingham Forest 2, West Ham nil. David Moyes defending his position at West Ham. Little bit Roy the boy. It was. It was yeah. very defensive, very slightly arrogant uh, for a team who are atrocious at the moment. But you might say that with this match, watching this match, um, Nottingham Forest out um, David Moyes' David Moyes. A little very defensive, hitting them on the counter and they won in the end. Yeah, and as, as I mentioned, Callum Hudson-Odoi's celebration was very, very passionate. Mm. I couldn't work out why he was so happy about it. It's presumably because he hasn't scored as many goals as he wants to, mm. not because he hates... West Ham and David Moyes. Although maybe I've missed something, maybe he does. But mm. but it was um, another really bad day at the office for West Ham. I mean, Calvin Phillips is having the oh. worst visit to the East End of London since Jack the Hat McVitie. <laughs> <laughs> how, <laughs> many, how, many, how many matches has he played to? Well, it's not many, is it? I mean, yeah, I mean it's three or two, three, three, four, three, not, three, not very many, ten, but they've. Ten, 20. But like <laughs> three minutes into his debut, he was directly responsible for, for a goal, mm. um, at, you know, against West Ham. He's, he's now been sent off for, for two yellows in quick succession. He just looks a little bit lost. It's, mm. it's, it's a shame, really, isn't it? And it's not what they needed from him. The whole, um, the whole slide looks really, really bad for West Ham. Obviously, when, when it gets to March, there are going to be Europa League games coming up as well. They're like thicken that schedule and they just look uh, like, a, like a different team from, mm. from the team we saw at the, the tail end of last year. And, you know, you guys talked about it really well when, when, when the rumours about Moyes' future um, first started circulating. There's a, a lot of people outside of West Ham um, have this kind of careful what you wish for narrative in terms of how well David Moyes has done. But, I mean... <sighs> If someone is available, let's, for example, just pluck a name out of the air. Let's, for the sake of ease, say Graham Potter. So someone like Graham Potter is available. And they think that they, the board think they can get a better tune out of the players they've got. Mm. It, it would be remiss to to not take that chance now because well, with respect to them, <laughs> so there's also that. That but, makes it easier, doesn't it? But with respect to them, they don't always have a squad full of players of this quality. Mm. You know, and if, if there's, they don't look like a team that's going to make Europe now, mm. but 
there's there's enough road left in the season that it, if they can turn their form around with the players they've got, they absolutely could. So it it might be stick or twist time. It's a kind of interesting juxtaposition because it it doesn't have to be play like shit and win or play mm. really well and lose. You can you know play shit and lose and play well and win as well. Like mm. and and the issue with West Ham is. Following up what we talked about a few weeks ago with Moyes, where people, you know, people don't have the passion to go and they have a right to have their own opinion. And, you know, West Ham have scored very few goals really for their league position, although their league position is descending all the time, as Jim's mentioned. Um, so that's a frustration. But one thing's for sure, like you can bet your bollocks to a barn dance that if you if you play that way and you don't win, that sure. the vultures start circling a lot quicker mm. because that people go, okay, well, we'll accept the shit on a stick football if we're fifth in the league and we've just won a trophy, but actually in a few weeks time when they end up about 13th or whatever it is, and they're still playing like shit, people's, people's, you know, people's pulses at the top of the club start to quicken and they start to think, well, we have to do something now Mm. and you don't want to do something before it's too late. That said, they're not going to get relegated. That's for sure. Um, It will still be an attractive proposition given, presuming they're able to keep hold of a decent amount of their players, it will still be an attractive proposition for a a manager like a Potter or another English manager, or maybe not even English manager, but a good manager who's still there and looking for work. So I don't think they need to worry too much about that. I do also think that the ownership needs to take their share of the blame because they've been arming and arming about this contract for ages. And what it says to me is, you don't know what you want. It's fine for you to say, do you know what? David Moyes is our man. We believe in him. He's done this for us. He's done that for us. We can talk about maybe getting another coach in or, or maybe modernising things in a different way, but he's our guy. Mm. Or it's fine as the ownership of the club to say, he's not our guy. But don't do one neither, because mm. if you do neither, everyone goes, well, what the hell's going on? Yeah, and they've already got the bed sheets from last time. Exactly. They want to <laughs> they want to get them down from the attic. It'll take five exactly. minutes. Not a problem. <laughs> so um, I just think, you know, they were out for... By, by Nottingham Forest. They do look like a team who are low on confidence, who don't really know what they're doing. And, and I mean, it should have been worse, really. I thought that the Awanee goal was a goal of such amazing quality. And you know, he got, got it fired into him. First touch was amazing. And then he obviously finished with the other foot. It's brilliant. Yeah. And Hudson Adoy popping up late on and scoring and being really passionate about it. It was a really big win for, for Nottingham Forest. They should have had another penalty as well. That's two games in a row. They should have had a blatant penalty. And I have no idea what um, what the refereeing team are looking at there. I mean, I can't... I know it's boring to go into kind of um, refereeing decisions in great detail and stuff. But I mean, it's just fucking farcical now. I mean, they've had... One last time out, which was a blatant penalty, and then one um, in this game where um, the the player has his foot trodden on, mm-hmm. and it's clear as day. Like mm-hmm. it's clear as day for the referee to see it anyway. Let alone the VAR not looking at it. So it should have been more um, more goals for Forest, and it should have been worse for West Ham. But ultimately, it wasn't, and they, they still won. Well, on on the decisions uh, on on the referee side of things, uh, Nottingham Forest have appointed Mark Clattenberg as a referee analyst. You know what because- we need. Yeah. Are you watching Gladiators as well? Because <laughs> <laughs> Santa just probably just wants to. Uh, Spirit of Santa probably just wants to meet him. Yeah, starstruck. Can stuff. you wear your kit? Wear your black Look and white striped shirt. Well, speaking of the black and white shirt, can I, I see your tattoo? I um, uh, you do see that on Gladiators. It's quite funny when he puts his hands up. It's very good. Um, I've I've witnessed the most haywire bit of um promo work for a TV show I've ever seen. I think. So Mark Clattenberg, they've clearly been working up PR for Gladiators. The return of Gladiators, big thing, obviously big BBC um, Saturday night, uh, shiny floor show. Um, they've clearly caught Clattenberg on holiday at a villa 
And the Daily Mail have sent a photographer to take a picture of him. Oh, God, can you imagine how much Clattenburg loves being papped? <laughs> I know, right? Well, they've, they've mailed him a Gladiator's referee shirt and he's thought, well, I mean, I can't just be wearing like my, my swims. I'll, I'll put some trousers on. And so he's, he's in front of like a swimming pool in like a referee shirt, mm. really tight jeans, and yeah. then Jesus sandals. <laughs> it is the most astonishingly strange look I have ever seen. But Mark Clattenburg is saying something, isn't it? Yeah. Because you've, you've, you've really got similar, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Clattenburg's exactly the kind of guy who's seen that kind of look on probably a young, handsome modern uncle, and I can wear that. Do you reckon? Oh, yeah. Do you reckon? I, I sometimes still do that. I just can't. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, I've been uh... tricked by this particular model so many times. <laughs> so, Clattenburg's been invited down to Forest, doesn't he, to be a I mean, consultant. Gonna, I mean, what's he going to say? Well, apart I mean, from me, he's going he's gonna, to... Go through a lot of hand moisturiser in the gents, presumably. He's right. like that kind of guy to take okay. a lot of hand moisturiser after he's washed his hands. Okay. Yeah, um, and other than that, that's it. I mean, what mm. else is he going to do? Is, mm. He can't influence anything that's going to happen to them. Do you reckon, I imagine Clattenburg sits in, in the boardroom and explains the decisions and then goes for an ice bath afterwards. <laughs> well, he, he pro- yeah, he could probably explain <laughs> the laws to them all, explain the VAR process, and then they'll fall down on the consultancy side because the VAR people, you know, in the following week won't follow their own process. Yeah. And what's he going to do? Just hand deliver Howard Webb's apologies to them every week. Mm. <laughs> I mean, fucking, well, write their memos. Nice work if you can get it. It might be in the dugout. Imagine that. Just oh, like it's strolling ref- yeah. around the technical area, just like furiously disagreeing with refereeing decisions. He can't be in the game. Surely he won't be Imagine the like That'd briefing, be amazing. If he's an employee. Like briefing surely, the like, footballers. Don't get sent off. Like yeah. that's all he's got. Yeah. Don't remember, get yellow. Just remember the year before Calvin Phillips, or the, you know, whoever it was, goes out. <laughs> it'll be Calvin Phillips who plays West Ham. But for example, <laughs> just don't just don't forget two yellows is a red. <laughs> two yellows is a red. Well, it's quite confusing. I've got the old, um, pur- I can't remember what colour it is. Purple, orange, what's it? What's blue, the blue. Blue card. How can you forget the blue card? I don't it's the biggest not. news for ages. We invented it like two weeks ago. We yeah. want to hear of it again. Well, before we go, Jim, Luke, the rest of yous, um, fans in Germany uh, equipped some remote-controlled toy cars with flares and draw them around the pitch. You will have seen this over the weekend if you've been on social media. Um, stadium staff were filmed like kicking, <laughs> chasing the cars to try and flip them onto their backs. Yeah. How did they manage to get this? They're, they're, they're protesting. Sorry, I must say that they're protesting a proposed deal to sell a stake in the Bundesliga rights to a private equity uh, investor. Um, fans threw, threw tennis ball balls and remote control cars during uh, Werder Bremen's um, Bremen's one uh, 0 winner over Cologne. Um, so, like, they're just basically just streaking around the pitch. These uh, radio control cars. So it's there's very a bi- exciting. There's a big security guard, big lad, mm. sh- shuffling around trying to get them off, and they've got mm. flares attached to them, as you already mm. said. So, like, it's chaos. But what he doesn't know is, if you watch the video, that those radio control cars are the ones that if you flip them on their back, they carry on driving. Yeah. Oh, really? So what okay. he, the only, That's a great bit of planning, that. Yeah, the only way he could have stopped it is if he bent down and picked them up. But of course, mm. every time he tries to bend down and pick them up, they just drive, they off, just again. drive off again. So he's yeah. trying to kick them. Right. And it ends up being this whole Laurel and Hardy type sketch. <laughs> Where he can't really get to them or do anything about it. What's yeah. wrong with a nice hearse doing donuts? Remember I that? know it's very probably very hard to get a hearse into Werder Bremen though. A good point, actually. Yeah, yeah the hearse. Yeah. I mean, these these cars look huge. Like RC cars are huge. Yeah, I don't really know how they, how they smart. German fans are like consistently brilliant yeah. at these protests. Yeah. They yeah. always find a way of doing something um, good. Why are Premier League um, fans hacks, Jim? Why are we just um, oh, going to get a banner on a plane and do a racist? Um, <laughs> I think it's because the government will go, like, are oh, you going to have to retire at 75 now? And we go, oh, all right, fine. Yeah, we don't it's care. It's part of the yeah. national psyche. We, no... do, we do care, but we're just defeated. No, yeah. We're no, just but... born We love defeated. a boot in our mouth. We're just like, yeah, yeah. More, more outside investment. Yeah, crunch our, the, the thing we do on Saturday into like a big ball, a big tasteless 
Cool flavored cube. There's nothing I can do about it, so I'll just gobble it down. Yeah. <laughs> and I on the, on the in the same afternoon last week, mm. I heard an advert on the radio saying, um, "Have you thought about turning your shower down a bit cooler so you don't use as much energy? <laughs> no, yeah. Fuck and off. Maybe limit your shower to, to thirty seconds." And I walked into the other room and mm. saw a news report saying that the, the company that owns British Gas had made 144 billion or something. Mm. Ooh, two yeah. rooms. Yeah. Someone's doing well for themselves. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, what a luxury I've got, yeah. having two rooms in a house with a carpet in it. And I slapped myself for yeah. my insolence. Pete's absolutely right. That whether we want to admit it or not in Britain, we love being ruled by posh people. Yeah, It's just part of the cycle. Uh, 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 uh. There'll never be a revolution in, in England as long as we're alive. No. Ever. Yeah, and that's why I like the Scottish more. Because they got a little bit about them. <laughs> they got yeah. a bit about them. They've got good drinks. At least they take the piss and it's funny. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, north or south of the border. Part of the Aircast Creator Network. Uh, we love the Aircast Creator Network. It's a great, it's it's great, net, great advertorial network. It's one of the best creator networks I'm aware of. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, join myself and Andy tonight for Ramble Reacts after Everton versus Crystal Palace. A line in the running order I uh, read about um, half an hour ago because uh, I completely forgot I'm doing it. So I'm going to give Andy absolute both barrels. Yeah, the- I, lo- I love a late night Andy and me Little tete a tete. Yeah, I'd love it too. It's mm. one. Of the, it's one of the highlights of the Ramble mm. calendar for me. Mm. Last time, because Andy's a bit tired. Yeah. Um. So, but he never gets to the point of being fractious. And and I speak on. He never. He's a very never. very good natured guy. Yeah. But he he's probably like me. He looks at you and he goes, "Oh fucking hell, I'm gonna have to do a lot of the work tonight." Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. yeah but yeah. last time on Ramble reacts with me and Andy, I outed him as being my secret lover. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. he didn't deny it. Yeah. In the edit, he didn't deny it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I am. Yeah. Um, you, follow- by the way, speaking of that, just just to tie these in, just to tie mm. this in, did you see the the Conservative Party cropped that thing of Sadiq Khan? Right. And uh, it was like him saying that the Labour Party is the party of anti-Semitism because he, he oh yeah because he accidentally yeah yeah, 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 yeah and they yeah, yeah. and they edited yeah. to make him look like an anti-Semite basically which is really naughty uh, and uh, the the chairman of the Conservative Party went on the radio and said oh it wasn't actually edited it was cropped and the uh, the presenter goes it's the same thing <laughs> and he's like I think you're fine it's not the same thing and the guy just goes I'm an audio professional <laughs> <laughs> and just moves on to the next thing nice that was delicious. Big Sorry to cut in, but I wanted to talk about that. Big fan of that. Well, you can follow us non-audio professionals on X, TikTok, <laughs> YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble and follow us on Spotify. Speaking of um, Facebook, Mark, uh, who, who does uh, Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Clattenburg. Zuckerberg. Um, yeah. Did you see him in the um, one of the corners at the UFC dressed as one of the coaches? No, nice. he looked very out of place. He I'd like, love to look at that. You know when you see like a like a coach. Um, you know when you see like um, a coach in the dugout for like a Premier League team. You're like, yeah. what's he doing there? Yeah. I, he looks like a hundred. He, he was recently <laughs> talking about creating an uh, an AI that um, is equal to or better than or more intelligent than, than a human being and right. making it open source. Brilliant. Nothing yeah, yeah. 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 What could possibly just, go wrong? Can I just say, I've got a little personal thing in my mind is the level of the most famous people Pete can forget the name of. Yeah. I think Mark Zuckerberg Mark just goes straight out of the top yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Tough 100. Because most people go, who's that guy we used to work with back 15 years ago? You can't remember. People go, who is, insert one of the world's most famous people? That's why I'll be, that's why I need AI. You do. You need need a Neuralink straight in your brain. I need data banks. Uh, Yes, you can also follow us at Football Ramble on all of those places and follow us on Spotify as well. If you're having trouble listening to the show, Apple are just doing bits this week. They're being very silly sausages. They are being a pain in the arse. And that's why this episode is dedicated to the great Elon Musk. Tim Cook. Yes. <laughs> Is he the spaceman? Was it too Tim Cook? The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.